On today's episode of Hooligans with Halligans, uh, we're back, and uh, I was just down at FDIC. We did the stair climb. We walked through the ex expo hall. Uh, had a couple guys take some classes. Had a great time. Um, got to shake hands with Bobby Halton. Got to take a picture with Bobby Halton. Um, the experience in itself was worth um, every every last dime that I could possibly give up. Um, namely, mostly, uh, the re- the main reason I went down there for the 9-11 st- stair climb for the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation, and that was a big deal to me. And the fact that um, I can help bring together um, people and raise some money for such a good cause and do something um, to memorialize these brave men and women who sacrificed their lives for complete strangers um, after such a horrid event, it, it's humbling to say the least, right? I can't, I can't think of another thing that I could do that could possibly emulate what these men and women did. I, I'll, I will never have the opportunity to be able to put myself up for that sacrifice, Right, I might, but more than likely I won't, and um, I'm good with that. <laughs> I really am, to be honest. Like nobody wants to go and die in a fire or have something crush them to death um, for any reason, but namely, you know, for whatever else. Um, the thing, the thing about the 9/11 stair climb, and I, and today's episode I'm really wanting to push the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation I want to push more and more people participating in the event whether or not they're actually doing the climb themselves or if they're donating the whole point of this for the foundation is to raise money so that they can take care of the families of line of duty death um, brothers and sisters they take care of the children, the husbands, and the wives of these people so that these people left with such a big hole in their lives can surround themselves with other people who have had a similar tragedy. Not just, you know, a tragic event happened, but a specific tragic event. And they can feel like it's okay. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to have these emotions and it's and they can share these com- um, comfortably they can share this stuff comfortably with other people because well these people know what they've gone through they can relate right it's like somebody trying to say oh well let me let me talk to you about you know the bloody thing you saw on the side of the highway like well who are you and what are you going to understand about what i just saw but i can tell you right now i'm i have no problem talking to um, another firefighter about it because I'm going to know that they understand what's going on and what's happening. And the big thing about the National Fall Firefighters Foundation is that they honestly they just do a they do so much good um, for these families, and it um, it's 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 humbling and it's honoring to be able to help support that. 
Um, right here in Indiana, you know, they have uh, comfort zone camps for kids, a fallen firefighters. Like, I, I, I go through this and I read so much information. Um, like, the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation. So for these kids to go to these camps, you know, obviously this stuff still costs money. Like, nobody does everything pro bono. Um, and so they take, and these kids, they go to camp. Um, let's see, we've, it's currently in Martinsville in Bloomington, Indiana. And, um, you know, they help pay for things. For, for each, for each um, child going, so for each family of a child going, um, they reimburse up to $300 in travel expenses for each camper and for one parent or guardian after full participation in the camp weekment. Um, you know, you can be a volunteer to do this stuff. It, it, they, they, they raise so much money to do so much good for so many people. I, I, I know I keep repeating myself on that, but it's just like, it's, it's almost like a no-brainer, you know? This is why I do it. it when people ask me why, like, how I feel about doing a stair climb, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. You know, I hate doing it. Like it hurts. <laughs> you know, that's, 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 that's all there is to it. It hurts. Right. Um, it's supposed to hurt. It's not supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be exciting and cool and whatever. It is cool. Hearing, Bobby Holton talked to you about, you know, climbing until you can't climb anymore. Like, you're going to go. And you're going to show what you have. Right? It's it's like, you know, no military man goes through hell week. You know, you don't join the SEALs so you can go get, you know, your ass handed to you. You do it because there's an honor behind it. Right? So I, I, have, I have absolutely no problem saying, yeah, it sucks. It really does. But it's, it's, the, it's worth more than what it sucks, right? So that's why we do it. And there's people who physically can't do it or ah, it's just not for them. And that's fine. Because if I can raise money and help out these families and go with the National Fire, Fallen Firefighters Fund... Um, which, by the way, nobody is putting me up to this. Like, obviously, and nobody listens to this freaking podcast anyway. So, you know, I've got no sponsorship for it. I'm just literally speaking from the heart. And it's 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 one of those things that I I I hope that today, while I talk about this climb and what that experience means for me, that I inspire you to either join us in the climb with the Hooligans with Halligans team, um, create your own team, or just do it on your own. Um, I, I mean, if you go on firehero.org, you can find the events for 9-11 stair climbs, and they have uh, one coming up, I think, in the next couple weeks at Madison Square Garden. Um, and then I believe Wichita, Kansas has one. Um Let's just jump in here to events. Um, okay. Let's make the page bigger. 
um, events, national stair climb. So, I mean, it's pretty easy to get through. Um, and then stair climb by date. Oh, look at that. So easy. So on June 14th, they're going to be doing um, the 9-11 stair climb in Syracuse, New York. Okay. At the AXA Towers at 100, 100 Madison Street in Syracuse. So anybody who's going to be in New York up by Syracuse, do it. Or at least find somebody who you can donate for. Um, and then in September, um, the Georgia 9-11 stair climb um, down in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, that's going to be in September. And that's at 8 a.m. Ooh. Oh, geez, the one at AXA Towers is at 7 a.m. I did mine at 1.30 in the afternoon. You know, I was plenty wide awake and had plenty of time to hydrate and all that good stuff. Yeah, that really sucks. So it's it's an absolutely amazing deal that we have the opportunity to do this. Um, it's, it's something that... Um, when I tell you this story, I, I really want to hone in on the reasons for it, and um, I want you guys to hear my passion for it, because I don't just have a passion for, you know, killing myself. I have a passion for actually giving a shit um, but, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to have a whole little presentation. Um, so guys, this is Leroy's story on why he does the nine 11 stair climb. Guys, the reason I do the stair climb is specifically because I want to remember the women, the men, the officers, the firefighters, the medics, the EMTs, the chaplains, the volunteers who went down after 9-11, the people who unfortunately were the target of an unnecessary attack. Um, that's who I want to do it for. And... For me, a big thing is that every time I stand up and I watch the gentleman at the podium named Bobby Houghton, I'm, I'm absolutely moved and I remember why I became a firefighter. But more importantly, before that, when they line you up at 1 o'clock and you come out and you're standing on Lucas Oil Stadium Field, and you're waiting, they don't give you a prompt. They don't dim the lights. They don't make a grand entrance. At some point, they just start playing audio from the 9-11 attacks. They, they play cell phone conversations. They play interviews. They play 
anything with an audio on what was happening at that time. It was it's 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 a it's literally a throwback to the past. And you instantly stop. You can taste, feel and see exactly what you were doing that day. For me, that day doesn't define why I became a firefighter. It defines why I became a patriot. And it defines why it doesn't matter if you're a firefighter or not. That the 9-11 stair climb is for anybody and everybody who wants to memorialize these brave men and women. On that day, I remember walking into school, getting my stuff, going to my first class, which was social studies. And every day in social studies, before class started the teacher had the TV on mute with CNN on and it was really just to kind of give us some headlines if we needed some um, relevant daily news to um, kind of tell the class because that was always the thing we, we had to bring up something from the past 24 hours that had happened and I remember coming into class and knowing that I had to finish a piece of homework and I buckled down I started writing and I noticed there was a different atmosphere in the room that morning I wasn't paying attention with my eyes as to what was going on because I was focused on my work but I could feel it there was an energy in the room okay there was there was an absolute different feeling that was undeniable. It was like when people explain feeling a ghost next to them or getting stared at. There's just that sixth sense feeling going on. So I look up, I look around, and everybody's looking at the TV. Nobody normally gives a shit about the TV. We're seventh grade kids. Like, we don't really care about the news. I look up and I see, oh, there's a building burning. I look back down at my paper I start going back to work and then something a red flag popped up and it goes wait a second look back up look back up look back up I looked up and the headline said airplane crashes into World Trade Center one thing you need to know about me I grew up in the middle of nowhere I'm a 7th grade kid I'm 14 years old I do not care about the rest of the world I, I was in my own little bubble in my isolated safe home sitting in a schoolroom in the middle of the country in the middle of a cornfield I'm I kid you not when I say my school was in the middle of a cornfield New York was part of the United States and of course I knew where New York was everybody knows where New York is I knew they were part of the United States I knew they were part of us but they were not us they had different funny accents and they lived in large cities and they didn't know how to shoot guns or ride four-wheelers or do any of the things that I've thought were fun they walk around crowded streets and ride on cramped subways yelling at each other that's where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lived in the sewers you know that's where the setting of Batman was you know Spider-Man lived there it was a world away. It wasn't in my own home. But then all of a sudden, 
as I'm watching this reading and trying to figure out, well, how does a plane hit a skyscraper in the middle of the day? Like, what's going on? That's weird. That sucks. I feel bad for people. You know, we see, we see bad things happen on TV all the time, and you have a little bit of sympathy for them. You know, maybe you have a little bit of empathy, too. But overall, you're more worried about the world that's going on around you. Like, bad things happen. Sorry your day sucked. And I feel sorry for the family members who just lost people. As I'm watching it, another plane smacks into the side of the other building. I don't know about you, but a 14-year-old boy can tell when something's up. How do two planes hit two separate buildings in the same city within an hour of each other? Something's not right. The TV's still on mute, and everybody in that room takes one loud gasp. It takes at least 30 to 45 seconds for my teacher to realize what's on the TV himself because he's finishing up his roll call, getting everything in line, ready for the school day. What's going on? Finally, after what felt like five minutes, but what really was only those 45 seconds, he turns on, the, and in my mind, it's going through my head, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? I'm a 14-year-old. That's a lot to go through my mind. For the first time ever on cable television, I heard a man say, what the fuck? For the first time on television, I heard people from all walks of life, these educated journalists, letting out their raw emotion, their anger. We all knew what happened. We all knew that this was no accident. One plane into a building, maybe. Two planes in the same building. Bet your balls. That's not an accident. As we're sitting there, we're hearing interviews from people down at Times Square and down the road. As people watch this building burn. As we watch emergency vehicles scream by. Not with due regard. With knowing just the plain fact that we have got to get there and we've got to get there now. Something isn't right here. We've got a job to do. We hear interviews of people who don't know who just did this, but those motherfuckers are dead. We all feel the same way. I don't care what walk of life you're from. Somebody's attacking you, your neighbors, your loved ones. Someone's going to pay. I'm thinking all of this as a 14-year-old kid sitting in high school when the teachers start walking in and saying, we're going to prepare for possible lockdown procedures because we don't know what's going on. We just got hit by another plane that just hit the Pentagon. We don't know what's going on. We're angry. That's all we know. You just attacked my family, my brothers and sisters. You've attacked my country. You've attacked me. We don't know what we're doing at this point. There's no class. There's no school going on. We're not going to just sit by and ignore this. Some of the teachers had tried starting class before the second plane hit. We definitely knew that wasn't going to happen. We all finished our day in school because we found no credible threat to little town Indiana in the middle of a cornfield that another plane was going to crash into our building 
This was the safest place for us to be anyway. Let the parents finish work, and if they wanted to leave work and come get their kids, they were more than welcome. But if they couldn't leave work or if they needed to finish whatever they're doing or they couldn't get to their children, their children were going to be safe at school. Our parents were told that if they wanted to come get us, they could. And if we, if the parents left with their kids, they were not going to be counted tardy, absent, or anything. The rules went out the window that day. We didn't care about the rules. Nobody cared about the rules. We just cared about finding out who did this and what we were going to do to get them back. We're not saying it's right. We're saying this is what happened. And that's how I felt that day. That's how I became a patriot that day. Because from that day forth, I understood what a sacrifice meant. Because the moment we saw that tower crash, we knew more people were dead. When we're sitting there watching CNN and the person on the phone as we're watching this live, starts screaming, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, the tower's falling. Oh my God, the tower's falling. You are a heartless asshole if that does not start ripping at you. I don't care how tough you think you are. As a 14-year-old boy, I was scared. I didn't know what was going on. For the first time since Pearl Harbor, we were under attack. I knew that in four years. What crossed my mind was in four years. I was up for the draft. Was I going to be in a war? Were we going into World War III? I didn't know about terrorists or terrorism. I thought this was a country. Was it Russia? China? Some other far-off land that I'd never heard of before? Are they trying to kill me and my family, my friends, other Americans? I don't know. What I do know is that I care. After the next couple of weeks, we got together. Counselors came in, explained to us what happened. We watched the news. We learned more about what had happened and why it had happened. All I could think of was, but why? And why can't I go stop these people from doing it again? Why can I not stop this from happening? When I turned 18, I went to the Marines and the Army and the Navy. I got told no. I had too many bodily issues. In other words, my knee was shot when I tried doing the PT challenge, and I was injured because I tried to push myself too hard at the last test, and... I couldn't qualify. They had so many people signing up that instead of taking anybody and everybody that they could get like they do now, they had their pick of the litter. I found that I also wasn't going to be very good with the military. My attitude was not exactly one for authority figures. And quite frankly, after those next four years, my attitude had changed. I had forgotten about what it really meant to be a patriot. I had forgotten what had really happened. Yes, I was still angry. Yes, I still remembered 9-11 every date. I'd watch it on the news and on the History Channel. 
Then one day while I'm in school for travel and hospitality management, I realize as this guy's screaming at me about his pillows not being washed for the third night in a row that he slept on, what am I doing? I'm stuck here. And this is not what I want to do. I go home. I tell my parents I need to reset. I need to figure out what I'm doing with my life. I uh, get together with a friend and I learn about EMS. I get into that. 9-11 comes around again this year. It's eight years post. And two years will be a decade out. And the feelings start flooding back in and people start remembering again because Osama bin Laden, he's still free. And we're hot on his tail. And it becomes a news article again, and people start talking about it again with more vigor, with more patriotism to them. They sit there and they cheer them on. We're going to get them. And you're reminded again of what happened that fateful day. And you're reminded again as to why we have gone to war. And you remember again why we were angry. And we remember again why... We were not going to let that sit by. After that, I decided that I wanted to become a firefighter. Because I had learned about the 343 brave men and women. I learned about the FDNY. I learned what it meant to serve your community. And I wanted more. I joined as a volunteer with the fire department, got my basic training to be a firefighter and god damn it if that first lick of fire wasn't the seal on the devil's lips this was what I'm going to do for the rest of my life I will do everything I can to become a career guy but if I can't I will be happy as a volunteer deep down I knew I was going to make it and to this very day I look back at that and I think this changed my entire life. It made me become a patriot. It made me want to do better. But then again, a lot of other things came into place that brought me here to where I am today. Which brings me to the end of this conversation. That other day, I'm standing next to two gentlemen who where if they were even born, were only infants when 9-11 happened. They don't remember it. But they sure as hell stood there and wept with the rest of us. They stood there and they cheered and they got their hearts filled with patriotism, with servitude. And they for the first time, maybe the second, learned exactly what it meant to be a firefighter, to be part of this brotherhood, to be part of this thing that we all sometimes take for granted and that we should never take for granted. If you want to make an entire stadium of men weep, play the screams of people who fall out of the towers of 9-11. That's my story about why I do it. 
And I hope that if somebody hears this out there, that if they don't at least go and do one climb out of their life and represent one of the 343, they find somebody who they're willing to donate to, to make a memorum donation, and to help out a cause that is greater than them, that takes care of the men and women and children of those who have given the ultimate sacrifice to keep their communities safe. We give all of our honor to the people that deserve it. And if we don't, we've wasted ourselves. And as firefighters, if we do not go to every call with the most vigor and the want to make sure that our community is safe, healthy, and happy, we're not doing our job. And it's easy to forget sometimes when we go on those hard runs or we go on that person who's always calling for us or that person who just wants to use us as a leverage as to why they hate their neighbor. That's not what it's about. We're servants. We have taken an oath and we will stand behind that oath. And when it is time to do as Bobby Halton said and climb and climb until you can't climb anymore, I hope to God that you keep climbing. That you find that within you to climb and climb until you can't climb anymore.